And you're listening to 3ABR 87.6 FM, The Wellness Couch, and I'm Katarina Morrison. Great night tonight. We have Andrew Jobling, who's played senior AFL football for St Kilda Football Club. Um, Now, he's got over 30 years' experience in educating, speaking, business development, leadership, training, elite athletes, and health and wellbeing. Welcome, Andrew, to the show. Hello, Katarina. How are you? Good. How are you going? Great. Thank you for having me on the couch. It's fantastic having you on. Someone um, of your calibre that's written seven books. How, how have you found the time to write seven oh, books? Who knows? I have no <laughs> idea how I did that. It just sort of happened. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. So, I mean, let's go through the books. I mean, you've eat chocolate, drink alcohol and be lean and healthy. What's the inspiration behind that one? Well, that was the first one, Kat. Uh, and the inspiration behind that was just, I think, a desire to to create a book that was easy and readily available and doable and not where the message of <laughs> of eating was not as extreme as most books. I mean, at the time when I when I, I sort of started to learn a lot more about nutrition and balance and moderation and <clears throat> creating good habits, there was nothing out there that was easy. I mean, there's so many nutrition books out there, but they're all like extreme. You know, don't do this and don't do that and don't <laughs> combine this with that and donate after this period of time and count your calories and weigh this and measure that. Oh, my gosh. It's all the inspiration we get. So many people, yeah. <laughs> no, no wonder so many people are stressed about it. So I thought, I'm going to write something that is simple, something that's, you know, I mean, a footballer writing a book, it's got to be simple, right? And so I, I just wanted to write something that was easy, for people to understand something that they could go. My, what I really wanted was people to read and go, oh, thank goodness, something that I can actually follow and stick to and include alcohol and chocolate. Because right. I think that's oh. important. Okay, so let's go back to your AFL football career. Tell me a bit about it. So you played okay. for St Kilda Football Club? I did, I did. Well, this is back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Back, back <laughs> in the cute. 1980s. It actually wasn't AFL then, so this is going to, I'm dating myself. VFL, yeah. VFL, yeah. So, yeah, I was, a, I was a teenager when I started St Kilda. I was there for seven years, and uh, it was an interesting time. If there's any St Kilda supporters listening, they will <laughs> they remember the 80s. They will know that if, if we won a game of football, it was celebrated like a grand final. <laughs> Actually, come to think of it, if we kicked a goal, it was celebrated like a grand final. So there was not a lot of success. So um, Oh, good old colours, yeah. those red, white and black. Yep, good old colours. Yeah. Look, look, I've got fond memories and I learnt a lot in that period of time. I learned a lot about success. I learned a lot about achievement. I learned a lot about persistence and resilience. Fantastic. And I learned a lot of lessons about getting up when you get knocked down and, and a lot of those lessons I've carried through my whole life. So I'm grateful for that time and that's sort of... I guess it was the start of my launched me into a health and fitness career, which yeah, surely you know, the start I was pretty clueless about. Yeah, um, but you know, the last thirty plus years is you know, the evolution and what's happened. You know, like for me to be sitting here, you know, with author of seven books, my eight books coming this year. Well, I, I honestly, cat, I pinch myself every single day. How do, how did I possibly do it? But that's the thing. That's life. You know, it's just one day at a time, and. Um, you just you stay focused on what's important and, and do little little bit every day. It's amazing what can result. So surely that football career um, helped inspire you or navigate you onto your path that you are on now. So tell me about writing seven books, really. How did you get the inspiration to write seven? Well, I didn't. Not seven. I mean, you get inspiration, One again, it just happens. It evolves. And I think the more we learn, the more we live, the more we... The more stuff ups, the more mistakes, the more 
you know, you just learn lessons in life and and there's stuff to share. You know, there's so much stuff I've learned over 30 years of glorious stuff ups that, um, you know, watching my mum deal with cancer and, mm. and, you know, the journey she went on that inspired me to write my third book and then... Mm. What was your you third know, book? book? Was that Dance That's called Dance Until it Rains, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, and honestly, the journey to write that book, that was, wow, that was a full-on journey because that it took a long time to find a publisher. It took, you know, obviously it took a long time to actually write it because not long after I declared I'm going to write it to my mum, she passed away. And so I had to deal with losing my mum to cancer. It's nearly 17 mm. years ago now. Uh so that was a devastating, and and then finding a publisher and then going through that whole process. It was just sort of seven year journey from idea to published book, and um, you know, but it was important to me to get her message out and sure. and her lessons out to the world. And her, so you and say her, her message, message, her message and lessons. So what's the basic premise of the book? Dance until it rains. Well, the book's called Dance Until It Rains, which is really about persistence and just about resilience. About you know, no matter what happens in life. What you get presented with, get up, dust yourself off, go again, find a solution, keep going. And that, I mean, that's her story. You know, she she just had a vision mm, to live. She had yeah. a purpose in her life, which was to be there for a family, and she did what she had to do. And when things didn't go the way she wanted, she looked for another solution. She tried something new. She she always had this incredible attitude about her that, uh, you know, she didn't make it anyone else's problem. She didn't go into poor little old me. She. She just got up and did what she had to do, and she was just this amazing lady that I just, you know, I think about every day. You oh, know, I talk about every day. You know, I've had I've done three speaking gigs today, and I've spoken about her every single time. And you oh. know, she's left this amazing legacy. And this is, you know, I believe this for every single person that we all we're all far more powerful and incredible than we probably believe. And Most we're all definitely. leaving a legacy <laughs> with the actions we take and the things we do and what we say and how we. And, and my message to people is just get out there and live your best life because it's not just for you, it's for your kids, it's for the people that you care about. There'll be a ripple effect. So, And that's absolutely true for her. She, she's been gone 17 years, but she keeps inspiring people and she will do for many generations. She sounds like a beautiful soul that obviously she inspires was. you continually. She was and is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, look, you're on a mission to create a wave of wellness all around the world. So, I mean, you just said you, you've done three speaking gigs today. And you're doing it through your books, obviously. You mentor, you have online programs, and you speak to schools, which is fantastic, you know, to um, behaviour model, some great behaviour. Yeah, it's it's just it's just evolved, you know. It's interesting how I look back on my journey and, you know, I came out of, when I was young, all I wanted to do was be a footballer. That was it. I, you know, don't talk to me about anything. And reading, <laughs> you've you got to be kidding. Reading is a waste of time. I could be kicking the footy and schoolwork was a waste of time and, I thought I wanted to be a footballer and then I was a footballer and then that ended and then I thought, well, what next? And then it just sort of fell into the fitness industry and it's just, I think the beautiful thing about life, if you're open to it, this, you know, if you're just open and, I, and I, one of the things I've always been open to is just trying stuff. You know, I bought it, you know, I was a personal trainer then decided to buy a cafe, uh, oh, which wow. was an interesting decision. Well, I've made a lot of quite ir irrational and spontaneous decisions and, so I'd been a PT for about, I don't know, 10 years or so, and that's when I really learned about nutrition and I got inspired. My first decision was to buy a cafe, as you do. Like, I've learned about nutrition. I'm, I'm only working 80 hours a week in my personal training business. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I can run a cafe. So, <laughs> so I <laughs> buy this cafe. Yeah, I buy this cafe. And with vision, like, I had this passion to 
create great food and inspire people. I had a, I had a, a strong mission. I just had no clue on hospitality. So two years down the track, here I'm after working, you know, seven days a week, wow. close to a hundred hours. Wow. I'm in about a hundred thousand dollars debt, no life, no no oh. no money, no anything really, except a dream to make a difference and to change my two things I want to do. I want to inspire people and I wanted to save my life, right? And saving my life meant I didn't want to be working 80 to 100 God, hours that's a week. crazy hours. And it was at that moment, and this is crazy, this is, this is where, and I want to encourage people who are listening to this, this will scare some people, but I'm a very spontaneous person. So I'm sitting there, I remember the day very clearly, I'm sitting in the back office of the cafe. This is towards the end, I'm, I'm trying to sell it. And every day that I keep it, I'm going further into debt. And I'm just sitting there, head in my hands, praying for a miracle. And this idea comes into my head. Because I think I put it out. The question I put out was, how do I do this? How do I how do I get my message out? And how do I create money? And how do I create a life that I love? And this idea comes into my head, write a book. And I mean, honestly, to be if you're one of those people that's an analytical, logical thinker, you, <laughs> if that was me, I would have dismissed it within a heartbeat. Why? I was working a hundred hours a week, no time. No, I didn't read. I have no skills, qualifications, background, experience to write. Like, and then no point up until that that minute, that moment, had I ever thought about writing a book ever. And so this idea comes into my head: write a book. And I could, I visualized, I visualized it. I could see it. I could feel it. I could. Ex- I experienced what it would do for my life. So I thought, I'm doing it. And I got started that day. Oh, I great. planned it. I started writing every single day. Somehow I, I just found pockets of time. And two years later, I had actually not one but two published books. That um, And within a couple of years, they went on to sell over 100,000 copies. And wow. my life has changed. And, it would, and, it, and I track everything back to that one illogical decision. And, and I think we, we operate far too in logic rather than just in intuition and, and faith. And, you know, a big part of my story and journey is I just, I just went with that gut feeling and, and I, and I'm so grateful because everything in my life has changed as a result. The result now is number eight is about to get published. I'm now within two years, I was retired from personal training, which was my dream. I've created multiple sources of income. I speak in schools. I've done two corporate gig, three corporate gigs today. I mentor aspiring authors. I have online businesses. I just, I love. Wow. 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 I know, I know, it's crazy. And here's this guy that all he wants to do is play football. Like I didn't want to do anything else, but he's an author. Like you, you if you said to me 20 years ago, mate, you're going to be a full-time author, and I would have laughed at you. You've got to be kidding, mate. Someone but thought you had to add more value to the world. So obviously, did you feel like you were being guided? Oh, totally, totally. I am, um, yeah, I just felt, I felt, I felt led to do it, you know, and, and I'm, Back then, I had no, um, you know, no real faith other than just go with your gut. I mean, I'm a I'm a Christian quite recently, and and I, you know, I truly believe that that you know we are led, whether whether we have a faith, you know, a faith platform or not. But I just think too many people just spend too much time in their head, and you know, my my journey is moving. I, I get an idea. And I very quickly get out of my head because I know it's a dangerous place. And if I stay in my head too long, I'm just going to talk <laughs> stuff out of it. Or I think too many people spend way too much time in their head. It creates stress. It creates anxiety. 
um, when if you get out of your head and into your heart, that's when the movement starts. That's when yeah, I love starts. that coherence. And when we start taking action, yeah. Speak more about it. I love that coherence between the heart and, and brain. That's fantastic, yeah. So I'm hoping that people will, yep. will find that place, you know, in their heart to actually help guide them throughout their life. So tell me more about, about that, the coherence. Um, well, look, I, my latest book is a book called Tears of Joy. Okay, so this is number eight that's coming this year. And tears, and again, I'm just reflecting on my life and the things I've done and, and other successes and other people's amazing achievement. And I look at, it's a pretty simple process, okay? So the, the word tears is an acronym and S, the S is success, whatever success looks like for people, like it may be, you know, financial success it could be relationship success and whatever whatever it is like for me success was being a published author a successful author for me success was being a professional footballer um and success and unfortunately what a lot of people do when they're in their head is they have the false belief that to be successful you need talent or you need the right circumstances or you need to be in the right place at the right time yeah yeah that's what we're told yeah i get told all the time i'm lucky Lucky, you know, I got told as a, you know, as a PT, you know, I worked my brains out to, I was a skinny, one of my challenges as football was I was skinny, I was, you know, my nickname was Chopstick with Ears, you know, I was the human pipe cleaner, you know, and I had to work my brains out, and I used to get told all the time, oh, you're so lucky you've got such a good physique, it's your genetics, and I laugh, it's going, I wish, you know, it's hard work. And so success is far less about talent, ability, success, uh, sorry, about luck, circumstances it's about the habits or the routines we create so the r in the acronym stands for routine if you create the right unconscious routine Mm -hmm. if i i get into the habit of writing and i write every day and i keep going i'm gonna have a book it's not luck it's that's the end result of the habit if i eat well every single day if i wake up and eat breakfast and move my body and drink water i'm going to be healthy like it's not i think people that's the secret people think oh but i'm not smart enough i don't have enough time it's none of that it's create the right simple basic routine now routine has to start with an action and, and in the action part um that's got to be in my mind it needs to be spontaneous because if people are listening to this now i i hope are getting like inspired and i hope think, yeah i want to i want to write a book or i want to get my my boat myself back in shape or i want to restore a broken relationship and and they think about me oh yeah yeah well i'll get a plan and, and i'll and i'll start next week or, or even i'll start tomorrow and i'll tell you what when tomorrow comes you'll be in a very different emotional state yeah yeah uh and the the, the the time that you spend in your head is going to absolutely uh destroy any chances of taking action so that action needs to happen today before you go to bed tonight now How's that action going to happen? That's My, next question. <laughs> My well, next that's question. Yeah. E in the acronym is emotion. It's heart-based. Emotion is not logic-based. It's heart-based. So when we feel something, you know, if I feel, I felt, I remember as a young kid and I visualised being wanting to be a footballer, I visualised running through the, the banner. I visualised the crowd. I visualised the feeling, the adrenaline. And that emotion, my gosh, that was powerful. So I thought, well, I'm not going to muck around. I'm going to get into action. So so it's getting that feeling happening. But where does the feeling come from? Because I think people think, well, I don't know. Do I just wait for that feeling to come? No, no, you create that feeling by what you focus on. That's and the great. the T in the acronym is thought. Thought, perspective, how we vision. What are we thinking about? What are we focusing on? We focus on the right things. 
we will will experience an emotion which will move us into action, which over time will turn into a routine, which will predictably create success. That's great. That's great. In whatever it is. Mm. And so it's a very simple, I mean, obviously it's not that easy. <laughs> we wish it was easy. It's not. No, obviously, particularly in our society, Andrew, because um, we're taught or indoctrinated that we should be left brain. Do you know what I mean? And, and to think very yeah. logically. And all that is hocus pocus. Or if you're feeling something, that, that it's almost a vulnerability that you shouldn't be feeling. So um, I think a lot of people find that difficult to, to become heart-based for that reason. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I, you know, it's, it's a, it is a belief thing, you know, and I think we, we now live in a society where believing ourselves is, you know, it's hard. I mean, the invo- we live in a world that's, you know, over the last 12 months we know that this, the, the amount of fear and uncertainty and anxiety around is rampant what mm, most people mm-hmm. are focusing on the wrong things they're focusing what they don't want they're focusing what they don't have they're focusing what's been taken away from them they're focusing on the uncertainty of a future they don't even know how what's going to happen no. rather than going okay what can i do now what can i do in this moment right now and uh and i think once we move out of out of out of the um the present and out of the past and into the moment we make better choices we're in control and that's when that feeling of empowerment can come and that feeling of, yeah, I am in control. I can create change because I get to choose what I do today. I can eat breakfast this morning. Maybe not now, but (laughs) it's a late breakfast if you're having it now, but I can get up tomorrow and I can put breakfast in my mouth. I can go, I can drink a litre of water before I go to bed tonight. I can go for a walk around the block. It's a beautiful night. I can go for a walk around the block now. I can do that now. And the thing is, if you get, if you take that little spark of, of positivity now and create the action. The action then reinforces that emotion because we always feel better once we've done it, right? Like, I don't love exercise, but I love the feeling when it's over. Mm. You know, when I finish my writing for the for the day, I go, yay, tick that box. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. It's a, it's, I celebrate it. Yeah, we need to celebrate the small wins every day and then we're more likely to do them again the next day. And over time, over a period of time, that becomes the unconscious routine. That, that, that is absolutely be- beautiful. I'm so on your path. Um, also, physically, we don't get to exert the 90,000 chemicals that can come about by thinking about the past or, or the future because um, you're creating fear. But by being in the present, um, you're removing all those biochemical reactions that are coming through your body. So you, you tend to get clarity of thought as well because those um, chemicals don't interfere with your brainwave patterns as well. So beautiful place to be in. And well, you obviously, Kat, you obviously know this far more scientifically than me. Oh, this is, I'll tell oh, you most what, definitely what not. You, you've got a wealth of knowledge. You do. Yeah, I've seen your books. Place. Wealth a of knowledge. Of it, a lot of it, a lot of it is just experience and 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 experience and observation. For example, my Hungarian, and I talk about my Hungarian great grandmother in my book, The Wellness Puzzle. I could never. She was an enigma to me. She lived to ninety-seven, smoked a carton of cigarettes a week, oh, wow. drank a bottle of brandy every. You know, she drank brandy every day. She ate rich Hungarian food, and oh, and how do you, this is me? This is me, logical personal trainer hat on. You know, how is this possible when I'm telling people they need to eat salads and drink water, <laughs> don't smoke and don't drink, and get lots of sleep and exercise five, four or five times a day? Yeah, it, basics. She yeah, no exercise. Mm-hmm. She does no exercise. She smokes. She drinks and she eats rich Hungarian food. And she lives to ninety-seven. Well, how does that work? I never could work it out, and I could never also work out why there were so many people that we're doing the right things. You look at them and go, okay, well, they're eating well. They're exercising regularly. And and they're ending up sick I couldn't, and, and dying before their time. That was a total 
the contradiction to me. I could never work it out until I started to understand the mind-body connection. Yeah. Until I until I learned about what you just said, the impact of our emotional state on our physiology and on the hormones and the chemical reactions that are happening within the body, the impact on our immune system, the impact on the DNA, the impact on our brain health. Epigenetics, yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And, and I knew the one thing I remember about my great-grandmother was joy. Aww. Like happy, always smiling, oh, always happy, always, always, always generous. Always just a beautiful soul, and I just mm. remember that about her. And then you yeah. think about these people that are forcing themselves to eat salad and steamed chicken, <laughs> forcing themselves to go to the gym. They're stressing themselves to the point that they're killing themselves yeah. through stress. Stress, the, the physical response of stress on the body, I mean, you know this, is massive. It's massive. Massive. Yeah. It is. And, and we've got to, this is the, the keys to get out of that, not demonize anxiety and stress but just understand what it is emotion is just feedback from our body you know like if there's anxiety if we're experiencing anxiety we've got to go back and go okay well that's interesting why am i feeling that why am i fearful why am i angry what am i focusing on that's leading to that and is there a way that i can look at it from a different perspective and when you the, the second we change perspective second we change our emotional state. The second we change the physiological response in the body, the no, second we put ourselves yeah. on this path of of beautiful joy and longevity. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I um, my dad's partner. Uh, she lives she lives down uh, west coast of Victoria. Down. Oh, down that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was in Colac. Okay. She turned, right at the end of last year, she turned 100. Beautiful. And uh, <laughs> and, and and my dad and Annette, his partner, were at my place and, and I was making them vegan pizzas and and she was telling me about her mum. She says, oh, mum, next week turns 100. I thought, oh, that's amazing. And she, this is what she said. She goes, she said, I'll never get to 100. And I said, why is that, Annette? And she goes, because I, I, get, I, I hold on to stuff and I get so anxious mm. and stressed about things where mm. my mum... She's just able to let things go. I'm thinking, bang, there it is again. There, there's so much evidence of this. And I'll give you one last example. I was in America in 2019 launching the wellness puzzle, and I was speaking at a hospice to a group of carers for elderly people. And I was talking about the exact thing. And one of the carers puts his hand up and says, oh, look, I just, I've got a story that's just going to reinforce exactly what you're saying. He said, I've been working with a lady who lived to 113. Mm. And he said, I could never work it out because she was, she loved her life. I could never work it out. She was, she drank and she smoked and she had rich food and deep fried food and sugary food. And, and he, he asked, he got a chance to ask her one day before she passed. He said, he looked at her and said, how do you do it? How do you possibly live so well and so long based on, you know, your questionable, questionable habits? And she said, don't worry about anything. That was her answer. Isn't that gorgeous? Yeah. I don't yeah. worry about anything. It's mm. as simple as that sounds. Yeah. And it might sound overly simplistic to people. And how do you not worry? Well, the, the way you not worry is is you just understand that everything's okay. You know, there's always an answer. There's always a solution. And there's always a positive that comes out of every situation. And there's always something to be grateful for. And if you can focus on gratitude and if you can focus on what we want in life, then we go, wow, we move into this space 
which we start to enjoy the moment and we enjoy the people we're with and we, we start to make better choices about our eating because we want to be healthy and we, you know, we, we decide, you know, when we're in that state, we want to be, look after ourselves and it's, it's so simple yet so elusive for so many people because when you say don't worry about it, well, years of worry, years of, you know, of, of stress and anxiety, it's pretty hard just to let go of. But I think it starts with an awareness. Start with awareness of what emotion is and and, and what it isn't. Emotion's not bad. Emotion is just your body going, hey, I've got something to say. Are you willing to, are you ready to listen to me? If you listen to me and you take action, I'm going to make your life better. Our body is always talking to us, trying to put us back oh, on the path yes, most definitely. To, our, to what's most important to us. So, Andrew, what do you think health is then? If I was to say what to you, health? what makes a healthy person, yeah. Well, uh, I believe a healthy person is someone who, number one, wakes up every day loving their life. I think a healthy person is someone that's got a purpose in their life, someone that, that gets up going, yep, I know where I'm heading. A healthy person is, is someone who loves themselves. Uh, a healthy person is someone who who loves people and wants to make a difference. A healthy person is someone who's doing what they want to do. Help. Look, and, and you'll say, well, what about food and nutrition? Well, of course. I mean, but who doesn't know that? I mean, who needs me to, who needs me or you to explain, <laughs> you need to eat more fruit and vegetables. Like, really? Uh, yeah. I've never heard that before. Or you need to exercise. Come on, I'm bored, senseless with that stuff. You know, we all know it. We don't need to know more. We need a reason to do what we know we, know we should be doing now yeah, anyway. Good. And when you tap into, when you're really able to find that your reason, your being, your well, why am I here? What what is what is most important for me? All of a sudden, I guarantee you, I saw my mum do it when she tapped into when she stopped to think after a secondary diagnosis of cancer, secondary life within a couple, yeah. secondary cancer was threatening yeah. her life within a couple of years. She stopped yeah. and said, "Why? Why am I going to fight this? What makes it important enough?" And it was. The faces of her family. So and she found her to why. watch her. Yeah. Yeah. She knew she had to give up smoking. She'd been smoking for years, okay. decades. She knew she had to give up smoking. She couldn't do it. She knew she needed to eat better. Didn't do it. She knew she needed to move her body. She knew there was things she needed to do. She never did it until that moment when she recognised what was most important to her. And to then to watch the changes she made um, inspires me, you know, and this is, you know, probably from that decision point, it's got to be over 30 years. Yeah, and it still yeah. inspires me every day. Yeah, I, I think you finding know, your so why is so important. It's crucial for everybody, you know, to navigate their that's path. That's the foundation really do. of yeah. well-being. Yep. That is the foundation because you can eat like a champion. You can exercise. You can you can drink purified water. You can you can read positive stuff. You can do all all the things that you're told to do. But honestly, if you don't find if you don't tap into your and we're all in the, this for a reason we're all here for a reason until you tap into it you'll be living with anxiety and stress yeah yeah that's that funny will, you say for that me, it removes yeah. it, it removes it's the second i found my why um i don't wake up stressed anymore i used to wake up anxious all the time i wake up excited every single day oh, every day is another yeah. opportunity yeah. to you know and that's why i jump at these opportunities and three times i've spoken today in this interview with you because i know if I've, my mission is to create a wave of wellness around the world then i've got to i can't stop i've got to and it drives me and it energizes me and it keeps me doing the right things and eating the right foods and getting up and exercising when i don't feel like it and 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 doing all the things that i know i need to do oh, to, great. 
Keep doing what I'm doing. Love the excitement in your voice. It's fantastic. And and funny, one of those um, premises that you talk about, when you look at the blue zone areas, that is one of the factors they look at, one of the key factors, the, the mental, social well-being. Um, and it's not just merely the absence of disease or infirmity that, you know, makes a person healthy. It's that complete physical, mental, but social well-being and that joy that they yeah. bring into their life. Yeah, that finding their why, why they're alive and, and what they want to do. Yeah, and, and that community, you know, feeling part of something, you know, like being, feeling, having that community and that really feeling like you're contributing as well. I think people want to feel like they're contributing and making a difference. I think that's a big part of it. So there's lots of things, and, and, and I think it can be quite overwhelming for people. Where do I start? Well, I was going to ask, where, where, at. where would you start? Where, where, what would you suggest a person to start? If they wanted well, to get healthy... Yeah, and, and I think people would expect me to say, well, we'll start exercising, go and join the gym or, or <laughs> start eating better. Um, but that's not where I'd start. I would absolutely sit down and I would start thinking about, well, how do I want to live? What sort of life do I want to live? What sort of person do I want to be? What sort of impact do I want to have? That's gorgeous. That's where I would start. Mm. I, would, I would sit there and I would spend some time with eyes closed and visualise. See, too many times we get asked, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, what do you want to be? What a dumb question. Like we know. Teenager. I mean, what, like we know. what teenager knows? What teenager has any idea? Um, and the question I would be asking is, how do I want to live? You know, what do I want to do? What do I want to, who do I want to become? What do I want to have in my life? And get some clarity. Create a vision board. Get clear because I guarantee you, once you have a destination, you make way better choices. You're more able to overcome obstacles that come your way because if you've got clarity around where you're heading, you always find a way around. When you've got no clarity and an obstacle comes away, it often stops us or, or we get that's where the stress and anxiety comes. I know that when I um, am clear on what I want and, and something happens like coronavirus, for example, mm. like you, you find answers and solutions in it and you turn what most people consider a devastating pandemic and you turn it into incredible opportunity to fulfill your purpose. You know, this time last year, Kat, I was on the floor in fetal position for a period of time because oh, no. all of a sudden, well, schools closed, right? Um, no more public speaking, no more standing in front of groups. Mm. No, there's a significant amount of money that went flushing down the toilet at that moment. And so here am I going, oh, what am I going to do? So for a period of time, I, I did. I went into a little victim, poor little old me mode, and then I just stopped. And I thought, no, Matt, you've got a mission. You've got to, you've got to do yeah, something here. This do. is opportunity for you. How are you going to do it? See, different question. How am I going to get my message out? Okay, well, wow, we live in this amazing time of the internet. You know, like we can do a lot of this stuff on delivering face-to-face. -face. I can deliver online. There's now a greater need for the stuff I'm delivering. So I just quickly re re vamped my message and my delivery style and I started approach and the last 12 months has been the best 12 months professionally of my life. Oh, that's I've amazing. had time to launch the podcast which is I'm just I've just published episode 50 so in two weeks I'll have done one full year of podcast um, and that's awesome I'm that's loving awesome that. yay so, <laughs> so thank you and, and look, I, I just I hope it's not coming across as "Hey, check me out! Aren't I impressive?" No, what I'm not, trying to not. say is that when you find when you get clarity 
about what's most important. You get a vision. You find you identify what's most important. Nothing stops you, really. I've, I've there's a, an amazing a friend of mine who I do a lot of presenting with. Um, her name's Deborah Stathis, and she's worth looking up. She's written a book called Beyond Trauma. At the age of nineteen, she was in a devastating car accident, mm. um, which left her rendered her like face smashed beyond almost beyond recognition wow. acquired brain injury she was told you know she's going to be brain damaged blind in the right eye she's not going to look the same she's not she was told you know met, there was this moment for her when when she finally in a rehab center finally looked at herself in the mirror after months and months and months and she looked and she saw this broken person and she realized i don't want that that's not, that's not how I'm going to live my life. And then she said to herself, so what do I want? And she started to think about what she wanted. And that vision created this powerful emotion that she harnessed. And she she's beaten every single medical odd now. And to look at her, you would never know she's been in an accident. She now, she, we were speaking together today. Um, she's an amazing inspiration and living an incredible life. And uh, just the power of vision, the power of really clarity you make. She went through, you can imagine, trying to rehab from that sort of accident, most people wouldn't go to the length she went to, and it's not that she's any better than everyone. It's just that she had more well, what, clarity. I was going to say, what is it? Uh, what is it to that makes them tran- transit or transition to that? Ca- you know, to that uh, level. Just amazing. Is is it a level of pain that you have to have? Um, you know, to be able well, to transition. What what is it? Well, you'd probably need to talk to her about that, and let me tell you, she's a good person to talk to, but. Um, you know, I think she just she felt she felt incredible sadness and pain. The thought of living her life incapacitated, and I think we can. And I want I want to say this: like we don't have to be in a serious car accident to feel like we're living our life no. less than we could live. Yeah. Because most people, and I, you know, I don't want this to come across the, the the wrong way. Because I still think I'm not living the best life I could live. I think there's more I could be doing. But we let out. We just. We accept a situation. Oh yeah, this job is okay, or you know, this, you know, my health it's not great, but it's okay because we we lo- we just don't ever stop and think about. Well, number one, believe and value ourselves to say I deserve the best life I can possibly live. And what does that life look like? What does it look like? And you get clarity around what that life looks like, and I'll tell you what that does. That gets this excitement and. And and if you can build enough strength around it, that turns into desire. And when you have a, a powerful desire for something, you can't be stopped. You know, there's, there's examples of that all around. There's millions of millions. I mean, my mum's living. Well, my mum's an example of it. And she was living, and she's still living on. But you know, she's an example of of the power of when you when you just get clear around what's important and why why I need, I'm, that's going to happen in my life. And so I think the f- first, that's the first step for, for people listening to this is stop and think about, okay, here's my life. You know, there's good things about it. There's probably things that are not so good about it, but how do I want it to be? Mm. If, if I could create any yeah. outcome, what would that look like? Yeah. Start to visualize it, start to describe it. Vision board, it, yeah, put love up it. A vision board. And it's amazing what you'll find just automatically clicks in when, when that happens. You know, you'll automatically start going, okay, you start moving towards it. You move towards what you focus on. And 
then we go, well, okay, if I want to you know, be a speaker or I want to be the best parent I can be, I want to be a great example to my family and my kids, then you start thinking, well, are the things that I'm currently doing, would I want my kids to copy what I'm doing? Do I want them to have the same habits that I currently mm, have? Mm-hmm, Behaviour modelling. Mm, that, yeah. that, that can be a really, you know, that mirror in your face can be a very powerful motivator in terms of... Finding your why. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and moving you into action because if I know that, um, you know, the things I'm doing are being watched and going to be copied, you know, by people that are important to me, I better be really careful about the choices I'm making because, you know, for me, I, we often do things, oh, it's just me, it's not a big deal. You know, I smoke, so, you know, but that's my choice. But do you, you don't, maybe smoking is okay for you, is it okay for your kids? Is that what you want for your kids? Is that what, yes. you know? And when you think about the fact that, you know, we, we, we live in a society where we watch people of influence and we say, what are they doing? Okay, that makes it okay for me to do that. Well, that's normal. Certainly, you know, it's not just families. It's workplaces, it's friendship groups, it's, it's all sorts of things. You know, we are a role model. And what do we want? Everything we do is going to have a ripple effect. I love that you've brought Every that up. choice. Yeah, I love that you've brought that up because I know that even when my patients have a low self-esteem and they won't do it for themselves, I'll use that why for their children. Definitely, Absolutely. that they're behaviour modelling, and so um, they're being watched every single moment and uh, copying yep. those, yeah, those effects, those benefits. So definitely, I love that you brought that up. Yeah, well, again, my mum, you know, she's a perfect example of this ripple effect. That you know, that she never once said to me, Andrew, you need to behave this way, do this, eat this way, you know, meditate, you, you know, think a certain way. I just watched her. You know, she had just through her actions, she influenced me and the things I do today are, are the influence of my mum and, and and her ripple is being impacted, you know, through her book and through my speaking and, and just, it's been nearly 20 years. So, and that will continue to ripple. We all have that power. And I think when we start to really think, give ourselves more credit, you know, love ourselves more and recognise our strength. I think people just don't value themselves enough. No, and and like I'm looking at the contents of your the wellness puzzle book and some interesting uh, points that you've actually got there just on on the contents of your book. So obviously, you know, one of them is find your purpose, which you've covered bu- beautifully, um, and protect your mental and emotional spaces. So you're getting on to that as well. Well, yeah. Well, because you know, if we go back to that tears of joy model, if every result, everything we end up with in life is the end product of a routine we create as a result of the action we take because of an emotion we feel, because of a thought we focus on, then then we've got to protect our thoughts. We've got to protect that. We've got to really look after our brain, and that means we've got to be very, very careful. There's some things we need to be real careful with. You know, who do we associate with? What sort of people are we hanging around? Are they lifting and encouraging, supporting and, and pushing us to do better and be more and saying you can do it? Mm. Or are they mm. critical? Are they are they unhealthy? You know, if you hang around smokers, you're more likely to smoke. If you hang around complainers, you'll end up complaining. You know, you we become like the people we associate with. So you've got to look very carefully at your the people you associate most with and say, is that how I want to end up? So what about if you were born and, into a negative family and so yeah, you've had decades of, one, of exposure to that type of... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a real tough one, isn't it? Well, look, 
you there's a there's a few things you can do, and again, I I, I just got to be careful. I don't want to offend anyone, or I don't, you know. But you can you can't get rid of your family. I mean, you can't change your family. Your family's your family, but you can protect yourself as much as possible before you know if you're going to spend time with them and you know there's going to be some, protect yourself, Put you need to wear that suit of armour. So you've got to build your own self-belief in other areas. You know, if, if conversations start going down a negative path, change the subject. You know, I mean, or walk, walk away from a, if it's a, you know, it's a group conversation at a dinner table, excuse yourself and go to the toilet yeah. for three hours. <laughs> for three hours? <laughs> like, <laughs> I've done it before. People, people would say, you know, I'd say if, if I'm in a conversation and it starts getting negative, I'd talk away, I'd walk away from it. People yeah. say, don't you offend anyone? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not hanging around long enough to find out. You know, all I know is that I need to protect my brain. I need Because my brain is a filter and will filter anything that, that it, you know. Most definitely, yeah. Right. So yeah. Watching the news. You know, people are fixated on news and the current affair and what's happening with the royals. Yeah. You know, we're going to end up fearful. We're going to end up stressed and anxious. That's going to happen if we're listening to the wrong... You know, you have this amazing radio station, and I hope there are a lot of people listening to this. But most people are not listening to this radio station. They're probably listening to one where there's, you know, um, rubbish. (laughs) Because people love drama. Because they have the um, opioid effect in them. They love drama, and they must get that hit again day after day. Yeah. Totally. And you know, what are you reading? You know, most people are reading um, trashy mags or they're reading the newspaper when there's so many incredible books available to lift you and help you and guide you and, and learn from. What are we listening to? You know, there's incredible podcasts out there and audios that we can be listening to. There's so much stuff that if every day you can start to, you know, just invest a bit of time every day. You know, I spend, I spend about 10, 10 to 15 minutes a day I read. Not a lot, a little bit every day. I listen to audios and podcasts <laughs> every single day. Um, you know, so I how many books TV do you have? Bo- like- how many books do you have by your bedside? I'm oh, curious. It's hard <laughs> to get into my bedroom. I've got a no, few. I'm just saying by your bed on the table. How many books yeah. have you got? <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Yep. yep. There you I've go. Got yep. And because I because I start one and I get and then I get oh you need to read this so I get three or four on the go. But I've actually started to just finish one and then move on to the next, which is a good a good plan. But um, wow, it's it's transformed my life. It's reading reading the yeah. right stuff because yeah. when you read, you're read actually reading a book that becomes your own self talk. You know, and that's why it's so powerful because it has this really incredibly powerful impact on your in your mindset. And the word mindset is really important word. Mindset, the word mind, we all know what the mind is, but set means it's fixed. It's fixed and it means it's going to take you in a direction. So wherever your mind, whichever direction your mind is set is where you're heading. And the question we need to ask ourselves is, am I heading in the direction I want? And if not, I need to reset my mind i need to start reprogramming by reading and listening and and maybe creating some some positive affirmations to build our self-belief you know the current belief maybe i'm not good enough but why not create an affirmation i can learn and improve and get better every day that's great um you know that sort of stuff and it's a day that it's a one day at a time there's no quick fix here if we focus again coming back to the routine thing Success is only the end result of routines. The things happening in my life today is, like, is remarkable, 
But it's not because I'm great. It's not because I'm clever. It's not because I'm special or talented. It's because I've built in some routines in my life. But surely you have to have those characteristics. To deliver the, the routines and delivering the result. We can all do that. Yeah. So routines obviously are quite important uh, to, to getting ahead. Like you said, one step at a time. Absolutely. One day, one step, little steps. That's all it takes. Incredible things can happen. You know, the whole compounding effect is is powerful. You know, if I, back in 2017, I made a decision, I'm going to write 500 words a day every single day of the whole year. Okay. So I'm not going to miss one day. So this is, because I was writing most days up until then, but I thought, no, no, I need to, I'm going to do it every day. Because I, I mentor authors and I say to them, write every single day. And so I thought, well, I better do it. <laughs> so I started writing a little bit every day, 10 to 15 I was going to say, how much do you recommend? I know I've got to finish a book too. It's yeah, look, well, if you write, it depends. I mean, if you write, this is what happened. I wrote about five, I averaged about 500 words a day. And by the end of the year, I'd written nearly 200,000 words. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Now, a book, well, how many words are in a book? Well, a, a typical book's about 40, 50, 60,000 words, mm, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, so 200,000 words is really equivalent to three or four books. Now, if you were to say to someone, or if someone said to me, could you write four books this year? I go, no, what? That's impossible. <laughs> no, gosh. Not impossible. If you do a little bit every day, it just that's what happens. That's the compound effect. If you, if you, if you just start listening, and again, you listen to 10 minutes of something positive every day. If you start to read 10 minutes of an empowering book every day, and you do it every day, you watch what changes in your life. Don't yeah. try, don't believe what I'm saying. Give it a go. You know, you start, try this for people in a relationship. Start complimenting your partner oh, yes. every yes. single day. Send one positive message every single day to their phone, like, I love you, I, you know, thank you, you, you know, I'm grateful for you. You watch what happens to that Most relationship with that one tiny little, that one tiny gesture Every single day will compound. You put you put a dollar into your bank account every single day. You watch what happens to your bank balance over the next five, ten years. You know, like this is powerful stuff. People think they've got to join the gym and go every day and give up chocolate, alcohol, and you know, eat steamed chicken and drink water, and they think they've got to do that and give up everything and turn their life upside down. No, one, just pick one thing, one thing, and turn it into a habit. And and that the neuroscience is now saying sixty three days, um, at least sixty three days to create mm. a strong neural pathway in yes. the brain. So pick one thing, like I'm going to get up and I'm going to eat breakfast. I'm going to do that for sixty three days, and I guarantee you, not only will your life change, but you'll the ripple effect of that is you'll influence other people to do the same thing. So yeah, that's beautiful. Every every sixty three days, pick another thing, and you watch what happens over a couple of years. My gosh. The flow-on effect of that, those simple choices is where you get to this place of joy. I think people think they're waiting for the magic. There's a tablet I can take to wake up and feel joyful. No, <laughs> it happens one day at a time by just focusing on what's most important, by taking very simple, almost insignificant actions that are so unspectacular that you almost think, well, it wouldn't matter if I don't do it doing it and feeling proud and I call it win the day. Just do it in the day and feel like a winner. Don't worry about 63 days. Don't worry about next year. Don't worry about your goal. Just worry about doing what I need to do because if I do what I need to do one day at a time, the result's predictable. 
and uh, and that you can apply that in every single area of life. So, how does Andrew, someone like you, wake up in the morning? What 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 are your habits, morning rituals? Uh, oh my gosh, how long have you got? I've got a very and I might be, and I think people say I'm too routined. You know, and sometimes I'm so routine that I find it difficult. If a variation comes along, I find it difficult to deal with. I'm so incredibly <laughs> routine. I get up. This is my routine. I get up. Uh, my alarm goes off around quarter past twenty past five, and I get up and um, I'll, I'll put something. I drink a liter of water. I, I'll have a small amount of food just to get my body get some energy into my body and I'll go and exercise and let me tell you I do that six days out of seven and and I don't like I don't exercise for a lot it's, it's anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes it's not a lot and so what do you do not, what do you exercise well I oh look I, I might go for a run or I might go to the park around the corner and do some chin-ups and mm-hmm. some push-ups or I might I've got a, a um a place nearby with some stairs and I can do some circuit type training so I vary it around and um and I do that and, and, I, and often my alarm goes off, I can't be bothered, but I find myself just getting out of bed. And I'm going, what am I doing? I don't want to get out of bed, but I'm, not, I'm up. <laughs> yeah, um, before yeah. I know it, I'm out the door yeah. because it's now become <laughs> that unconscious yeah. routine. It's like brushing your Habitual. teeth. I, mean, I don't know how many people find themselves brushing their teeth and they don't even remember getting there. Like, how did I get here? Or you've driven home the same way for years and you end up in your driveway and go, wow, I don't remember the trip home at all. Yeah. That's that unconscious <laughs> That's habit. Amazing. Yeah. That's what we're aiming to do. We're aiming to get the things that are going to give us the best results in life. We're turning those simple that are at the moment really annoying, <laughs> uncomfortable, and we negotiate them all the time, like getting up and going to exercise. People negotiate all the time. Will I, won't I, oh, I'm tired, I should have had, you know, they justify, well, I really should have. I love have that you brought that up. I think yeah. that, that's better for my body. Yeah. Like we, we talk ourselves into, tell ourselves stories all the time. When it becomes just this, unconscious habit i'm up and i'm exercising and and then i get back and i you know have some food and and then i i'll take my little one for a walk around the block so what type of food and, do you have um, um well my when i get up first thing i do is i'll have some a little bit of fruit just to get my blood sugars up and and, and a little bit of protein as well and then same thing when i get back and then i normally have a natural muesli for breakfast with, with um, protein powder and some coconut milk and some blueberries. I love my breakfast. And, um, yeah, so I'll take the dog for a walk, come back and, and you know, write out my goals and, you know, do my affirmations and, and that sort of stuff. And then I just, that in the morning I'll do my writing and I do some stuff on LinkedIn, you know, I connect with people on LinkedIn and and um, do some emails. So it's very, quite a structured morning, but I get a lot of the, you know, that really painful stuff phone calls, you know, I get that done, I get them out of the way in the morning so that by so 10 o'clock, 10.30 in the morning, I've done most of the really important stuff. Yeah, so great. I can, the rest of the day, I can go and have meetings or I go and I'll do some speaking or I'll have a snooze or, you know, the dog will get an extra walk on a nice day or I'll go out for lunch or I'll catch up with my dad or, you know, you've got to but you build the routine, prioritise. Prioritise is key, and but the morning for me is critical, and I would, you know, encourage people to make their morning work for them because if you get the morning right, your day flows so much it better. Does. If it's a bad it starter, if you're 
slow start, then you're right chasing your tail all day, and that's stressful and anxious. And then you don't get to bed till late, and then you don't sleep as well. And then the whole, you know, there's a there's a real again ripple effect of of the choices you make. Yeah, so it's what you do in the morning that actually um, sets your day and makes you sleep better at night. So like you said, you get up early. So your serotonin and all your neurotransmitters like your melatonin are getting created for, for night time. So the serotonin in your gut um, is getting created and it's making the melatonin for you at, to sleep at night. So already, tick, tick, tick. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. And, and so the opposite end of the day, what do you do then when you need to unwind? Well... I uh, I love bed, honestly. Cat, I, I think I, we all do. I bed, <laughs> I if I could be in bed at 8 o'clock, I'll be in bed at 8 o'clock. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, I don't mind watching a bit of TV um, just for a little bit, just because, you know, I pick the right shows. I don't watch any I don't watch any crime or any, you know, current affairs stuff. I just I like a little bit of reality TV or, or whatever and... Um, I love some good movies, you know, good inspiring movies. And but I go to bed and I read. Um, I do a lot of my reading at night. And um, so, what are you reading at the moment? Apart from your seven books, what are you reading? Um, I, yeah, um, I'm reading. I'll, I'll just walk into my bedroom and have a look at the books by my bed. I'm reading a book called Leader Shift at the moment, mm-hmm. um, which I've nearly finished. And the next one on the go is well. Is or well, that I mentioned Deborah Stathis. I'm reading yeah. her book Beyond Trauma at the moment. Yeah, great. Which is a pretty amazing book. You've and got about three one, or four, haven't you, going at the same time? Well, <laughs> like no, I do. no, this, I, no, no, I've only got really two of on the go at the moment. But the next one, when I finish Leadership, there's a book called Finish by John Acuff, A C U F, and that, that's had really, really good reports. So it's all about, again, finishing. You know, so that'll be my next book. And um, so, yeah, there's so many amazing books out there. And some great yeah. podcasts. So you've got the Wellness Podcast going on as the well. well. The Wellness Puzzle, Puzzle Podcast. podcast yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So when yep. when do you actually hold that? Well, that, well, that I mean, that's available anywhere at any time on, on all the podcast platforms. So that's on Apple and Spotify. And it's just the, the Wellness Puzzle Podcast. But the, I launch... I publish a podcast every Wednesday. So yesterday there was a, a, a one worth listening to for you listeners. If this is a guy called, let me um, tell you what it's called. It's um, a guy called Peter Chambers who's 12 months ago was diagnosed with a condition called um, motor neurone disease. Mm. And I'm sure you, you probably know about yes, that. It's yes. a very degenerative mm incurable disease and this guy um he's just got an amazing attitude just he said he said to me i can't understand how i've coped so well and he's just living his life he now he's found his purpose it's through his adversity that he's found his purpose so um you know he's now an advocate and and speaking for the you know the um, motor neuron disease victoria and and doing a whole lot of stuff and helping them raise funds and and awareness and all sorts of stuff he's just a real great down-to-earth bloke that's so amazing. that's called the purpose in adversity that's um the latest it's funny that's one. what i'm doing next week yeah purpose of adversity with women yeah that's amazing yeah okay. oh awesome yeah so there's some so the wellness puzzle podcast yeah you can just google it or or jump on apple or whatever podcast. so where else can people find you 
Coming to the end of the show, where else can people find you if they want to get in contact with you? If they want to be mentored by you, obviously you're, you do a lot of uh, book mentoring as well and a lot of yep. health mentoring yep. and online programs as well. So if people are interested in this, where can they find you? Well, I mean, my website is probably the best place to go. It's just andrewjobling.com.au. Um, the, the Wellness Puzzle podcast for my podcast. And, yeah, I'm obviously on all the social media platforms, so just... Andrew Jobling on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and uh, would be happy to hear from anyone. And speaking in schools. Who, so what type of topics do you actually, yeah? Yeah, well, primarily around the same sort of stuff, you know, just building self-belief, helping these kids believe in themselves and, um, you know, understanding that it's, you know, the scores they get at school are not the be-all and the end-all, you know, to success in life. It's around self-belief. And, again, that Tears of Joy journal uh, journey is one that I talk to them about, about just understanding the power of their thinking and their thoughts and what they're focused on. And so, yeah, we're so fun. is that part of the online workshop, one word at a time? No, no, no. Um, What's that one about? Schools, well, well, that's right. That's for people who want to write books. So the online program is for anyone who's interested in becoming an author. Um, so that's the online program, but I also have a mentoring I have mentoring packages as well. So if there's anyone out there that wants to become a best-selling author and inspire people and <laughs> live like a great <laughs> life, then I'd love to chat to you and I can help you on that journey. Fantastic. Uh, well, you've been a wealth of knowledge. We're coming to the end of the show, unfortunately. I mean, you c- could hear from you all day. You've got some really great ideas, oh, fantastic you. ideas. Um, but like Andrew said, um, you can find him at uh, on online at uh, Facebook. He's got a website, um, Andrew Jobling. So um, anyone that's interested, want to know um, any more, um, great place to start, Andrew andrewjobbling.com.au and I would love to hear from anyone. And yeah. I appreciate the opportunity to have this conversation Well, it's been with you. great having you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, hopefully we'll have you on again. Great. Love You've been to. fantastic on the know. show. Wealth of knowledge you are. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much, Andrew. We'll get you in contact with you again soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, take guys. care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And that was Andrew Jobling. So if you're interested, he's got the online platforms. And we're the Wellness Couch with Katarina Morrison today at 3ABR 87.6 FM. And we'll see you next week. Good night. This is Marion from your local Apollo Bay Library in Pengilly Street, behind Marrowarn and the gym. Membership is free and we have access to a wide range of books. Reservations can be made via our website, Karangamite Regional Library, using your card number and password. We have a public computer, photocopying, scanning, free Wi-Fi, DVDs and